breaking news. Philadelphia Eagles trading picks number 6 and 156 to the Miami Dolphins in exchange for picks number 12, picks number 123, and their 2022 first round pick. Now this is an emergency episode because any time that there is breaking news involving the Philadelphia Eagles, you know where to go for the best content. We're going to give our initial reaction and break down what this may mean for the short and long-term future, as well as cover some of the picks and players that may be available at that 12th overall selection. So initially, here in the news, I got pretty excited. I thought when they first said that they made a trade with Miami, that we are going to be getting pick number 12 and pick number 18, as they have two first-round picks in this year's draft. So I was a little bit disappointed when I found out that it was a 2022 first. Uh, I think that we could have probably done uh, pick number 6, one of our two third-round picks, whether it be ours or the Colts, for the 12th and the 18th, and I probably would have been a little bit more of a fan of that but overall I think we got pretty good value there and it really just comes down to what Howie is going to do with the 12th overall selection Uh, some people say he's not done there that he's going to be wheeling and dealing trying to either go up or even further down from there to acquire you know more picks more assets or you know bundle the package of the 12th overall as well as potentially three first round picks next year to go after uh, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson if he is uh, ruled innocent or I mean the crazy thing that I tweeted out on our social media which I don't think is is a you know a reality at all but you know could you imagine trading Jalen Hurts the 12th overall our 2022 first, Miami's 2022 first, and the Colts' probable 2022 first for the first overall pick in the 2021 draft in the Philadelphia Eagles select Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, Clemson. Oh my goodness. I mean, I don't think it would happen. I don't even think it's on the radar. But if it does happen, you heard it here first, and I would be a huge fan of that move a lot of people are saying you got so many holes what is taking a a quarterback gonna do to to fix the team yes they still will suck this year but if you have a guy that many believe to be the best quarterback coming out since Andrew Luck and possibly even better than Andrew Luck you can stink for a year or two because you're gonna get those pieces and you already have the most important piece in a true generational franchise quarterback sure you hear that? All, I mean, Ryan Leaf was one guy. There's plenty of others. You know, Blake Bortles was early. Mitch Trubisky was early. Jerry Goff, you know, Carson Wentz, they were all early round picks, and, and they were all believed to be the next great quarterback, but none of them had as much hype as Trevor Lawrence does coming out of Clemson. Uh, anybody can bust. Anybody can stink, but I don't see that happening with this quarterback, and I would be a huge fan of any team that I was on if we were able to land Trevor Lawrence. So, like I said, I was more just joking around. I don't think that there's any real possibility of that happening. But if it did, wouldn't that be nuts? But let's look. Let's go ahead through a couple of different scenarios. Let's say they stay exactly with where the picks are now. They don't bundle any kind of deal for, for Russell Wilson, for Deshaun Watson, or, or anybody. And let's say they make the 12th overall selection. I've been running a number of mocks, and 
it's it's tough to say because it seems that there's a lot of fluidity with the early on wide receiver rankings. Uh, Chase, I don't think there's a chance that he falls to 12, but there is a chance that Waddle or Smith or both will possibly be available at 12. Uh, my my hope is that Sertain or Farley falls down to 12, and they take one of them there. I think that would be an excellent pick. You heard uh, Tommy B when he was on, you know, Tommy Mock Drafts, Tommy University, whatever you want to call him, our college football expert. You heard when he was on that that Patrick Sertain is, you know, much more developed and ready, NFL ready than Caleb Farley, but he said that Caleb Farley has some intangibles that with the right coaching, which I believe that we have in Jonathan Gannon, he could turn into a absolute stud. I think you can't miss with either of the guys. I just think you'd get more of an immediate impact with Sertain, but like I've repeated a million times, I don't think we need an immediate impact this year. I think we will stink, and you know we're going to be picking high, so give Jalen Hurts the, the reins for this year, and just see what happens, and if, if it doesn't work out, you should have a high first-round pick next year of your own, as well as two first-round picks from Miami and the Colts. So there's a lot of different things that you can do next year to address quarterback that you don't necessarily need to do right now. Uh, other players I'm seeing possibly there is uh, Mika Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. He allegedly ran an unofficial. I've seen a couple different numbers of a 4.35 or a 4.39. Either way, blazing fast if true. Uh, the big is if true. I mean, I know I was listening to my buddy Ike Reese yesterday, and he said when he was at uh, Michigan State that they always joked around. I know this is Ohio State, not Penn State, but they always joked around that Ohio State at their pro days they're running 39 yards, not 40, because they owe everybody always seemed to be really fast over there. So these pro day numbers, I'm never, I'm never taking too much stock in them. They always seem to be, and if you look at the analytics. Uh, pro day numbers are always about a tenth to a uh, twelfth of a second faster than at the combine with the true video monitoring laser system. So either way, the guy's fast, regardless of even if he is tenth of a second slower than the four three five four three nine. The guy's fast. I don't know. I've been saying I'm not a huge fan of him. I don't want him to take Mika Parsons, but he's a guy that I've seen available at 12. And really, I have seen, there's been a lot of hype recently of Kyle Pitts. But if you look back, you know, a couple weeks ago and even, you know, every now and then more recently, you're seeing Kyle Pitts fall. And I know the Cowboys have a need at tight end with Dalton Schultz and uh, Blake Jarwin not being any kind of Pro Bowl, All Pro guys, but. Their defense is atrocious, so I really don't think they're going to take him. I think if Sertain or Farley are available to him there at the 10th overall pick, that they're going to go that route. And sure, Evan Engram isn't flashing anything recently. He had a lot of drops last year, a lot of touchdowns too, but didn't really have that that year that a lot of people were thinking he was going to have. So yeah, sure, the Giants could take him there, and anybody before there could take him. But I really do think that there's a slim chance, but a chance, that Kyle Pitts will be available at 12. And at that point, I, I think they take him. So who knows what's going to go on with all that. Uh, some other people that are possibly going to be there, uh, Rashawn Slater, uh, probably the second best tackle in the draft. I wouldn't be too upset at that move. Quiddy Pay, 
he he could he would probably be there. Uh, Rosau, he should be there. Or like I said, they may be bundling something to trade up, trade back. I don't know. I am glad that they have a fourth round pick, the 123rd. They basically jumped up. What would that be? Uh, 31 slots, or th- no? He jumped up 33 slots from the 156 to the 123rd. So that's that's a pretty big jump, and I think that's part is being a uh, pretty pretty overlooked by most people. They're just looking strictly at the fact that we moved out of the top 10 and that we picked up a first round next year. They're not really taking into account that we did also jump up 33 spots from the 5th to the 4th round. So I am a fan that we do have a 4th round pick here. Like I said in the last episode, this draft is full of talent. A lot of raw players that I think we have the good coaches around us to be able to develop them in a year or two to be impact players. Um, But this year, I know a lot of us are really hoping Howie's going to be gone soon. This move could either accelerate that or more solidify him for the long term here. If he goes ahead and makes this move and a team selects, you know, Jamar Chase at six if he falls there, or Kyle Pitts does go before, you know, we had the opportunity there, whoever is selected at pick number six, if he ends up being an all-pro, pro bowl, whatever, and the guy we have at 12 is not an impact player, I understand that Jeffrey Lurie definitely okayed this move, but either way, the blame is going to be squarely on Howie Roseman's shoulders. So this move, if, if it goes well and the pick at six is a bust, and our pick, whether it's Waddle, Smith, if Pitts falls, Sertain, Farley, Rosau, you know, any of them, it, it could really solidify his, his standard there, especially with what we do with the, the future, you know, three first-round picks heading into the following year. But... He's really putting his chips on the table here and, and putting it all out there. So who knows what's going to happen with that. But there's a lot of different things that could go on. Now to talk about what this may mean for the quarterback situation, I just want to touch on that a tweet that I put out yesterday saying, I really don't think that most of these Eagles insiders have any idea of what's going on you've seen multiple people reporting you know a month or so ago that Jeffrey Lurie gave explicit orders to the front office to build around Jalen Hurts he wants to give him the best chance to succeed and then every move from that day on literally there was stuff going on that day and the following has shown that that's not true I feel like most of these people are just throwing something up against the wall, hoping it sticks. I don't think there's really any kind of substantial sources or inside information that they're getting. They're just trying to get their name out there. And, I mean, hey, whatever. Do what you got to do to make it in, in this business. But I don't, I don't take stock in most of the people. There's a few names. Derek Gunn is always extremely reliable. Uh, Jason Lacanforta, he's, he's good. There's a couple of guys, but... I don't know. John Clark, he, he's another one. But overall, it just seems that they're just making stuff up and hoping that it sticks because there's been no actions that really show that any of that is the case. Um, I, Like I said earlier, I don't think there'd be any trade for Trevor Lawrence or anything like that. I do think that if Deshaun Watson ultimately is ruled completely innocent, you know, has no merit to any of the claims that have been thrust upon him, then I do think the Eagles are going to be in on that trade. Uh, Depending on how much they need to give up for him, I'm hoping that 
these accusations aren't true for everyone involved. It's I, I hope there are no victims, and I hope that he's not you know an awful human being. If they are true, he deserves to be behind bars. I mean that's that should go without saying. But of course, I hope that none of this is true for all involved. Um, but I'm hoping that it wouldn't cost as much as is rumored the three to four first round picks for him. I'm hoping that. Not, not even because of these accusations. I'm just hoping that the market really isn't that high because I'm hoping that we can still pick a first round this year as well as at least one next year. But if you do have to give up this year and two of next year's, I'd be okay with that, but I don't want to give up all three. Um, regardless of quarterback, we still have holes that need to be filled. Um, Trevor Lawrence is the only person I'd give up all those picks and Jalen Hurts for. Even though Deshaun Watson is proven, probably a top five quarterback in the NFL, only 25 years old, uh, I'd rather I'd rather hold some of those assets rather than give all of them to go after him. Uh, some other mo- news in Philadelphia: uh, opening day next Thursday looks like it's going to be a really crappy day in uh, in the area, so it looks like that would probably get postponed. Flyers have been playing absolutely terribly. We shall see what's going to go on with them. Sixers, winners of 10 of the last 11, uh, 7-1 and one in Joel's absence, hoping to get him back real soon. Um, but, yeah, we're all uh, definitely happy to see that the Eagles are making a splash, regardless of, of whether it was the move you wanted to, to make. They, they keep it exciting. Uh, please let me know what you think of the trade, what you're hoping happens as far as the draft goes, who you're hoping falls to them at 12. Be sure to follow us on social media, uh, hel.hh on Twitter, hel underscore hh on Instagram, hit them low, hit them high podcast on Facebook and YouTube. I would love any and all feedback. Go Birds! Victory!